0: Oshio Kyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Isha, one of your co-hosts, and I'll be interviewing some fellow moonies in these very special episodes. Our guest today is...
1: Hi, my name is Tina. Uh, on Instagram, I am ttoxiccosplays, and I am a cosplayer.
0: And Tina and I met at the June 25th, 30th anniversary Sailor Moon Gala that was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
1: Yes, a night to remember. It
0: really was. I was actually... I had seen you and your group in the room and I was intimidated because you guys looked so good. Oh. And then I was just like, no, you can do it. They're they're
1: your people. You can talk to them. You can do it. We are we are not that intimidating. Not at all. And I was wearing platforms that day because I couldn't really, you know, get the dress altered. That that sounds like hard work. <laughs> uh, so I assure you, intimidating I am not in all of my actual five two glory. <laughs>
0: But you guys look so cool and i'm always like ah, oh, they're way too cool for me
1: oh no 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 not at all as sailor moon fans i think that we can all test that we are in fact not cool and i mean that <laughs> in the most affectionate way possible because i'm part of it
0: <laughs> yeah it's true like we we all get i think when you get a group of hardcore moonies together i think our enthusiasm and our not coolness kind of eclipses like every other nerd fandom especially because we haven't gone mainstream at all
1: yes we're pretty rabid um i often compare us to like disney adults but the anime version
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) for better or for worse it's kind of like what the sailor moon fandom and cosplayers can be
0: yeah if we have the money like we will drop thousands of dollars to like go to japan
1: <laughs> you know being a magical girl isn't cheap, no. and the magical the magical girl life chose us. We did not choose it this is true, this is true, like
0: what else could we do? Sailor Moon's just so much fun.
1: It's just so pretty, like I feel like most people fall in love with the aesthetics of Sailor Moon before they get into like anything else mm-hmm. i I've yet to really find another anime that quite looks. Like Sailor Moon, you know, if that makes sense. Um, With the use of color and just hyper-feminine imagery. um, Many animes have since been inspired by Sailor Moon, of course. Sailor Moon being, like, the OG. But nothing really is quite like it.
0: Yeah, I think, and you can see, especially now, as, like, the generation of people who grew up watching Sailor Moon have become animators and creatives themselves. um, Mm -hmm. You see Sailor Moon um, influence in Western animation. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess the thing with Sailor Moon is just that I've never seen another anime that focuses so entirely on the lives of teenage girls.
1: No, never so honestly as well. Like Sailor Moon is, I think it's timeless because it's relatable. It's very unapologetic in its femininity, um, which and we can get more into this later is You know, what has made it stand out to me that many other anime have female characters, but it's kind of like any other, you know, Western media as well. A female character exists and like, yay, she's there, token girl. But if she's emotional, then she's a nuisance. Um, She has to be one of the boys to be a likable character. And that's not how Sailor Moon is. We have a full range of what it is to be a girl and i think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and i think too like even in other shojo anime there's a lot of focus on romance and there's like there's always men around. And in Sailor Moon mm-hmm. it's like there's one guy and after a certain point like he's just a support character but he's not like but <laughs> he doesn't become like the girl stereotype but like reversed. You know? It's like he has yes. his own value but it's also just like We love you. Stay back.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, it's interesting that he doesn't become the girl stereotype, because in some ways, I would argue he does, but I totally also see what you mean. Mm -hmm. He only does because he does, you know, nothing like that meme of the whole, but you've done nothing. And he like swooshes the cape away, Yeah, Um, which I love to pieces, use that as often as I can in my real life. But um, I I find in shoujo anime, you know, the girl character does end up falling to the background. And just sort of there, which Tuxedo Mask kind of does fill that role a little bit. But you're right in the way that he's also handled, that he does have his own personality and abilities, that he's not a totally useless background character. Um, Sailor Moon just does a really good job balancing everything.
0: Yeah. And I know that like in previous interviews, because when Sailor Moon was first conceived, it was just thought to be one arc. That's how May and planned it. That's why she and Tuxedo Mask end up together at the end. And then they're like, anyway, this is super popular, so you have to do more. And she was like, but I fulfilled the tropes. <laughs> Too bad, write more. She was like, I do, I, but they're together, I can't I can't break them up. <laughs> what, do you want money? Then shut up and write. Yeah, and it was basically just like, uh, yeah, you don't have the choice. So she's like, okay, I can't guess. And basically had to um, do shoujo and not rely on some of the tried and true shoujo tropes, because she's like, I did not build it like that. (laughs) And now you're Mm -hmm. asking me for more.
1: (laughs) You know, I think that we're all better for it, though. Yes,
0: 100%.
1: It allows creativity and different flow. It's nice to not see something just follow the standard shoujo beats.
0: Yeah, I think the only other thing uh, that kind of matches it is Revolutionary Girl Utena. And Mm -hmm. even in then, that's really only the anime, because the person who worked the director for Revolutionary Girl Utena was the director for uh I think the first three seasons of the anime, definitely for Sailor Moon Ass. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he took a lot of that from Sailor Moon Ass and like brought it to Revolutionary Girl Utena. See? Sailor Moon just keeps on inspiring. Look, it's fabulous. I think with Sailor Moon it, and femininity there's never, it's never, like, put in your face. It's just kind of like, yeah, that's just how it is. You know? It yes. just takes it as, it, not for granted, but it's just, like, kind of for granted, where it's just like, yeah, of course, whatever. Like, that's just the background.
1: I, I wholeheartedly agree, and I really appreciate it for it. I'm glad that it didn't try to be, like, a full answer to Dragon Ball Z. I uh, mm. don't know if this will, like, be a hot take or anything, but I will jokingly tease my husband about the, like testosterone-fueled Dragon Ball Z, and, like, there is no love, just screams! And, like, mm-hmm. calm down, we get it, you're very manly.
0: Like, the only love that's in Dragon Ball Z is the love that Piccolo has for Gohan, and that's it. <laughs> hmm Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Chi-Chi loves her sons, but, like, Chi-Chi rarely shows up. Like, I don't even know that Bulma
1: loves her kids
0: sometimes. <laughs> I
1: mean... No. <laughs> no. Bulma's just out there trying to survive. <laughs> Yeah, well, when your husband's Vegeta, I mean, like...
0: I remember being so mad at that, because, like, I (laughs) never liked Vegeta.
1: Oh, see, my introduction to Dragon Ball was actually more Dragon Ball abridged, Ah. so Vegeta's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) And from what I have seen of Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball can't keep my attention, like, I tried for my husband, but, like too much screaming i i had to just stop uh but for what i saw i'm like oh they didn't change too much of vegeta did they
0: no vegeta
1: (laughs) like vegeta is a great character character. but like i hate
0: vegeta it's it says a lot about me when i say like my favorite characters in dragon ball z are gohan and dende who are just nice boys
1: yeah no and it takes a certain person to like vegeta I acknowledge that I am that person, because I mean, for Demon Slayer, my favorite character is Inosuke, so I think that says a lot about me. (laughs) I'm just like, I like the nice boys. I like Android 16, I like Gohan, and I like
0: Dende, because they do their jobs, and they're very kind.
1: I like the feral boys, because they make me laugh. I'd probably despise them in real life, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to know them, so... It's like loving Disney villains. Like, I love Gaston. Gaston's one of my favorite Disney villains. 100%. He's a jerk. Oh, yeah. Because of Duh. However, he's hilarious. And, like, if I knew him in real life, no. Big no. But because he's fake, wonderful. Oh. I giggle, like, every time. And, and uh, meeting him in Disney is also, like, a treat. Mm-hmm. He's great. That's where, like, I think
0: some people are like, if you love... This is sort of like popular internet discourse, I think mostly around younger people, so not even like Gen Z, I think even people younger than them, where they're like, if you write a story about a character that does bad things, you're basically saying you tolerate bad things, and it's just like, I don't think you understand how the method of storytelling works, and that none of this is real. And then it's just like, if you like a character that does bad things, that means you're a bad person. It's like, no, I'm interested in a character that does interesting things. I love to hate them. Like,
1: yes. (laughs) Game of Thrones is a wonderful example. I mean, there were so many villains on that show that people loved. You don't want to be them in real life. Be like, here obviously. Um, oh, God, no. Like, please keep Cersei Lannister very far from me. But am I going to admire her at, like, a distance from the safety of my couch? Yeah, a yeah. little bit. She's a very interesting character. Um. I really hope that that younger generation does not find the TV show Hannibal and all the people who ship Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter, because that will be a bad day for them. It's, um... you know what? Just keep them away from Mads Mikkelsen's entire career. Right. It's just Don't look at this filmography. Just don't, just don't watch it. Just, you know, it might be for the best if they just refrain, because they're going to end up on a really dark side of Tumblr that. I don't know if they're ready for.
0: <laughs> I do sometimes wonder about like the youths and it's just like, do you guys not understand that there is a divide between fiction and reality? And I'm starting to see there's a lot of blurring of the lines there. But anyway, back to Sailor Moon. Uh, yes. Where we're happy to so have. off the beaten path. Look, I'm happy to have blurred lines with Sailor Moon. Like 100% do you want my moon princess? Do you want my like moon queen? Like please create Crystal Tokyo. Like 100%
1: on board with this. Uh. With this monarchy, this absolute monarchy, and utopia. <laughs> frankly. I'm waiting for universal like Japan to just do it. <laughs> yeah. Please and thank
0: you. I'm always going to complain about how like they don't seem to understand in Japan. Like You have literally millions of people who are going to give you so much money for nothing. And you're not doing even that much. Anyway. So let's go back to the beginning. To the literal beginning. Which is
1: how did you find Sailor Moon? Um I found Sailor Moon so this would have been the late 90s uh when it was on Cartoon Network. I believe that was Tsunami when it was on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I found it uh you know I was actually thinking about this like when when can I nail down a year for Sailor Moon? Um I think it was like 1998 so it was before I started kindergarten. Uh but my sister was still in school and it would show like as soon as my sister got home. And so we were just watching reruns. And I could not honestly tell you a singular plot. Like, (laughs) I don't really know what happened, Mm -hmm. but what I can tell you was my sister and I, two Puerto Rican little girls with very, 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 you know, kinky curly hair, um, absolutely adoring the crap out of Sailor Mars, because we would look at her and just be like, we want your hair. (laughs) And like, that was that was the appeal, which is. Sounds so sad. I feel like other people have like way more powerful stories of like, I just love the representation and powers and I'm just like, I love that girl's hair I'm- and fire powers. <laughs> it was cool. Uh oops. Um, I mean other things of course stuck out sure. and that's why we kept watching. But Sailor Mars was really the draw for my sister and I because we both were like, We want to be her. Mm-hmm. How do we get a hair transplant to <laughs> have her hair and you know what the fire powers are a perk that'd be great too uh so we would fight all the time when we were little um like who got to be sailor mars and being the younger sister uh i lost so (laughs) i usually ended up sailor jupiter who ironically is actually now my favorite inner so go figure um but i remember being really drawn to the transformation sequences i think as we all were mm-hmm. and the cool powers because there was just nothing else like that on TV at the time, and I think in reflecting on it, not only was there just nothing else like that, but there was nothing else like that that featured girls, yeah, on TV in the nineties, save maybe Power Rangers, and that's a huge maybe with the Yellow Ranger and the Pink Ranger, Yeah, but they still didn't have powers like that. Right, and even
0: with, like, Power Rangers, it was always just kind of like, and like, here's these guys, and, you know, you're requisite girls, because you have to have girls, um, to yeah. appeal to the girl demographic, but Sailor Moon was kind of the only cartoon that I can remember as a kid that was geared towards girls and had a very, like, superhero adventure power sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Everything else was, like, like Care Bears or My Little Pony, like, the only yeah, cause thing even- that I can think of that kind of comes close is, like, a very obscure cartoon called Princess Guinevere and the Jewel Riders, and that was mm-hmm. not good. Even as a kid, I was just like, I'm gonna <laughs> watch this, because it's girls on horses and have magic powers and do transform, but I know this isn't good. <laughs> hmm
1: yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, of anything. Um, I mean, this would have been before me, because I was born in 1993, but, mm-hmm. like, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power yeah, would probably be the other, maybe, like, and Gem and the Holograms mm-hmm. might be the other closest thing. So for the 90s, yeah, no, baby, it didn't exist. Yeah, there wasn't um, much. I
0: think, like, the, the early 2000s, we had Winx Club and Witches, which was definitely, like, taking from, like, the five-girl team, which itself comes we from, did. like yeah
1: super sentai and tokusatsu so Mm -hmm. and i would also say that like teen titans in the 2000s was also good at appealing to both um male and female demographics with how well they handled starfire and raven Mm -hmm. that they didn't treat them as like the token girls but even then um teen titans was toy wise geared towards boys but the creators were inspired by anime uh fuli ghoulie was a huge one but i know sailor moon was one of them as well um i didn't know girls inspired the titans oh team. hugely yeah fuli Gooly* was like main inspiration for uh the original <laughs> emphasis on original right teen titans <laughs> we're not talking about teen titans go what's teen titans go never heard of it anyway um but- <laughs> staunch denier of that show, mm-hmm. uh I could have my own podcast about how much I hate that, but anyway, um, <laughs> but other like girls' cartoons that existed would have been like Kim Possible, mm. which was great, yeah, but it wasn't superpowers, it was more spy themed, yeah, um, totally spies, oh, I forgot um, about totally spies. Sometimes in, like, the deepest recesses of my mind, I remember Totally Spies. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to watch that. I used to watch that in my mom's office all the time. Mm. So, like, I only associate it with, like, dingy offices. But (laughs) that that counted. Um, And, like, Proud Family. So I feel like Girls Cartoons Mm. was more focused less on the powerfulness of women and a lot more of the... The interpersonal dynamics. Because Pepper Ann was like that as well. So was Braceface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, like,
0: the psychological horror of
1: being a girl with girls' cartoons and less about, like... As told by Ginger, that was another one that really focused on, like, puberty and being a girl. The horrors of becoming a woman. Oh, dear God, nothing worse. I mean, sometimes I feel like that's
0: true, just, like, physiologically. I feel like the peak for, like, people in female bodies is, like, until about nine, and then as soon as the secondary sex characteristics start showing up like you're screwed mm-hmm. because then it's just like here's a bunch of like weird hormones like you're gonna just like bleed every month because our bodies did not evolve to reabsorb that shit like other mammals yeah <laughs> here's here's boots all the time you don't need them they're not doing anything they're just there for aesthetics and then you hit menopause and it's just like hey so we're gonna take all
1: we're gonna take a bunch of this away and we're gonna make it worse somehow and it's like Mm -hmm. why And i think there is totally a time and place for those cartoons but there was nothing like sailor moon like superhero women x-men is maybe the only other thing that comes to mind but again even that was more geared towards guys yeah and x-men you had jubilee who i feel like was always treated as the token i do nothing character which yeah but i love like (sighs) oh i love jubilee i hate how they treated her
0: I'll die for Jubilee. I love her, like, father-daughter relationship with Wolverine. Like, anytime someone criticizes Jubilee within hearing distance of me, I just come in, like, swinging. Like, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. Don't talk shit about my girl Jubilee. Her father was so happy when she was born. He named her Jubilation.
1: (laughs) We we protect Jubilee. But otherwise, you had Storm, who I feel like they treated as one of the men. I don't think so. They treated Storm like the mom.
0: Mm. and then Jean, okay, Jean was like that. the damsel in distress and rogue was like yes over that i was
1: gonna get to yeah gene Jean was Jean's the damsel God. in distress
0: <laughs> they've still it's been like what 60 years since x-men was first published and like Jean has never stopped being a damsel in distress like she's died like 500 times she's come back like 499
1: relatable though i too die 500 times and then come back every so, so often well.
0: someone like mentions Jean gray and i'm like oh is
1: she alive again <laughs> yeah yeah no um i mean phoenix's rise from the ashes i suppose mm-hmm. It's just like how many times is that
0: okay whatever uh I, and I then guess. and then rogue was kind of like this really op character
1: that I feel like, like rogue was the hot one rogue was that the, was the one you had to like
0: design everybody had a crush like everybody had a crush on rogue but it was also just like she can never touch you which is tragic. So she was incredibly powerful and incredibly tragic. And Mm -hmm. like, that was probably like her and Gambit was probably one of my earliest ships as a child. So, but
1: yeah, I don't ship them because
0: I want Gambit for myself. (laughs) Call me Gambit. (laughs) Gambit is always number five on like my list of favorite X-Men and people are like, so why Gambit? And I'm just like, I was a child of the nineties and I, and I'm a straight woman who, like watched Gambit. I don't. There's. Yeah. Like, it's purely. I'm sorry, what? It's purely for aesthetic reasons. It's like it's not because I find him necessarily like a super compelling character. It's like I thought his Cajun accent was hot, and uh, he mm-hmm. knows how to cook, and that that was it for me. <laughs> that that's kind of all you need. Yeah. Which applies a little bit to like Mamoru, at least in the manga, because he. I he was does literally going
1: to say the same thing.
0: <laughs> I'm like, oh, so Mamoru
1: got it. I mean.
0: I've said this in, like, a previous episode, like, with my co-host, Kim, where it's just like, uh, yeah, so just hand people, like, Sailor Moon mangas, just hand men, like, okay, be this guy, specifically Mamoru, like, post-Dark Kingdom, just read about, just read him, see what he does, and just do
1: that, and you'll be fine. He really is, like, the perfect, like, the feminine gaze character, you know? Yes! Like, it's so funny to me how guys react to his character versus, like, every woman ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys are always like, I don't, I don't get it. And it's like, well, of course you don't. You know, in in male media, again, look at, like, Dragon Ball. Ripped, screaming, testosterone, Mm -hmm. you know, very um, aggressive style characters. Mamoru is not like that. And it's just so funny to me how generally men, do not totally understand. I'm like, well, that, there you go. That's the female gaze, which mm-hmm. you don't get to see a lot in media. Yeah. With Mamoru, he's the ideal man because he's
0: there to support you, and his insecurities are am I good enough for Aesagi? Yes. You know, like, that's his struggle Like as the series continues, where he's just like, I don't know that I'm powerful enough to help you when you have all of these other powerful women surrounding you who can't help you better than I can. And, like, his whole purpose is just to support his woman. Mm -hmm. And it's so sweet, because he's not possessive of her, really. Like, there's jealousy when, like, Haruka and Michiru come on the scene, which, I mean, they're both really hot, so I can't be mad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, come on. Come on. (laughs) It's like, yeah... Of course, you're gonna be like jealous. My favorite cousins, yay! (laughs) Favorite cousins, (laughs) sweet home Alabama. I guess is that
0: the thing for like, and they were roommates for like gay men, and they were cousins for gay women.
1: Oh my god, we love cousins. (laughs) History will say they were
0: cousins. I hope there's like a sticker of like Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus that just has like like curly cute cousins underneath it.
1: Oh, my God. No, I think there is one on Etsy. Hold on. I'm looking on my phone right now. I saved been. it. I saved it to buy it for the uh, Neptune and Uranus in my group. So if they do hear this surprise, Justine and Erica, I'm going to get you a gift. <laughs> uh, hold on. I need to find it. Ah, here we go. It's um that art of them laying side by side with them kind of like curled up in each other in each other's hair. And it says, close friends, besties, roommates, cousins, anything but lovers. History hates lovers. (laughs) The seller on Etsy, if y'all are curious, is uh, not actually a bear. And it's two bucks a piece. And it's just called the Sailor Neptune Uranus sticker. Amazing. Stick it on your laptop. Tell the world about cousins. I've got to buy some stickers now. (laughs) Right, though.
0: It's just, it's one of those things, especially, like, the further and further we get away from, like, the original Deke dub, and, like, as Viz, uh, the new English dub with Viz,
1: takes Mm -hmm. more precedence,
0: like, the things from the original dub will be forgotten, and it'll only be remembered by us, like, Mercury shouting at Kunzai to go bleach his roots, you
1: know. (laughs) Hey, that was a great comeback. It was,
0: Uh no, it was fabulous, you know, like.
1: Cousins, um freaking what, I will never forget Luna's voice oh in the original <laughs> dub, it's like weird, almost operatic, like yeah. what do you what is you doing, baby? No one talks like that, no, is that no,
0: Luna was like the old British lady, and then Nara was like a weird stereotypical
1: Brooklyn accent from New York, yes, oh, <laughs> uh, Molly, you mean yes, Molly we only' use the American names around here,
0: <laughs> Molly and <in> Melvin. <Melbourne. laughs> I never remember his English name anymore. Like, I just know him as Umino. Because that's how it
1: should be. Yeah. It's so strange to me in the 90s. They're like, no, no, no. Kiss can't handle Japanese things. We're just going to Americanify their names, except for Hotaru. Shut up. I think they uh, looked at that else- name and they were just like, we don't know what to do with this. They should have, like, I mean, if if they're really just going to go with it, it should have been, like, Hannah.
0: I wonder if it's they did that dumb. to, like,
1: specifically be, like, look how different she is. Maybe. I-, I feel like they just got lazy. Probably. And they went, yeah, sure, this character's not really around, so fine. I still wonder how they got Trista from Setsina. <laughs> and Lita <laughs> from Makoto. I don't know, but some some days, that, that keeps me up at night. Yeah. Trista? Trista.
0: Or Reenie I can understand, because it's supposed to be, like, short for, like, Serena or Serenity.
1: Oh, wow. I only just put that together. Yeah, so they basically, they they made her, like, she's still, like, Chibi Yusa, but, like... Got it. For that. Oh, wow. I feel the dumb. (laughs) I thought that they just, like, went with Reenie and, like, that was it. They
0: probably explained it when they, like, did Sailor Moon R, but because, like... The licensing was so weird that basically what was airing on Toonami was S and Super S, and not the first two seasons.
1: Yeah, see, this is what happens when you're only catching occasional episodes in 98. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have all
0: of this information because um, as soon as we got the internet, I was just like, let me see if I can find Sailor
1: Moon, and the internet provided. So, <laughs> Why do I feel like every 90s kid did that? like I don't know like the possession somewhere in like high school hit me I'm like hey Sailor Moon I remember that gosh darn tootin' anime let me just look that up again and then like became re-obsessed I think because like unlike Dragon Ball Z which is
0: something that you really could just have reruns on forever because there's so many and um just like the episodes where like Goku's building up like the whole arc on is traumatizing for me like I can't hear Frieza and not like instinctively <laughs> want to hide <laughs> I'm just like, the anger I felt when like Future Trunks showed up and just like cut Frieza into bits in like two seconds. I was just like, I'm sorry. I wasted months of my life on this. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) even now it's been 20 years and I'm still triggered. (laughs) Valid. But like Sailor Moon. I think you're valid. Yeah, Sailor Moon, because it had like so many things had to be cut, like several episodes weren't aired in the U.S., like And it's such a quintessentially Japanese show that they're like, we don't know who this appeals to. Yeah,
1: and I feel like the reruns just, at least for me, just went away. Yeah. They didn't show an Adult Swim or anything. It was just sort of gone, and Sailor Moon was somewhere within the far corners of the internet.
0: Yeah, Sailor Moon, the US license uh, expired, I think, in the early 2000s. So I think about 2005, 2006-ish. So it was just yeah that makes sense. So it was just gone because it was just like nobody has a license to distribute this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I think the license must have disappeared around the same time that the live action premiered. So it might have been even earlier because the live action premiered in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So it was just like all Sailor Moon stuff is just gone. Anything you can find is just at cons and that's it.
1: Yeah, which for you know a teenager in the two thousands who's not yet going to cons because I have not yet drunk the Kool Aid at that point in my life. Sure, sure. Um, but even yeah, me, no, as a teenager who was
0: old enough to go to cons and did go to cons, but had absolutely no money because she spent it all on getting to the con. Valid. <laughs> was it just not really, like, present? What was it like? Um, You saw a lot of Sailor Moon cosplayers. I think Sailor Moon was okay. kept alive literally by the fans in the U.S. because it means so much to so many people. And I think the appeal to Sailor Moon, and I think this is why people in the U S and I think in other places have a hard time marketing it is because it's not geared for like the ideal male demographic. Like it's not made for, for men between the ages of 13 and 48, you know, it's for Mm -hmm. women and for people who like do not fit like the male stereotype or the male Mm -hmm. ideal. So like you have a lot of women who are straight, gay, bisexual. You have a lot of men who are gay, um, you have people who are non-binary who relate to it because Sailor Uranus, uh, at least in the manga, is essentially non-binary, but we don't have we didn't have those terms then because there's a point mm-hmm. in the manga where Sailor Neptune explains that Haruka is like fifty percent male, fifty percent female on the inside, even though she's physically female. Or it's like reading it as an adult. I'm like, oh, so Haruka is non-binary, but those terms didn't really exist yet.
1: I wonder what it would be like if Sailor Moon was written today, and now that we have, you know, those terms, um, what might be different, you know, with Haruka or the Sailor Stars? Yeah,
0: and it's, it's fascinating, too, because she had, like, since Sensei had a lot of, like, love between women, both as friendship and as romance, mm-hmm. and this was in the early 90s, like, even today, like, Japan does not have a lot of gay rights, Mm-hmm. Like, they recently had a gay pride parade in Japan. You know, like, that's it's very difficult to buck like gender stereotypes in Japan. It's you're really punished for it by society. And so, the fact that like in the 90s, she's having like all of these like really alternative sort of views compared to like the general idea. And she's like 25, 26 when she's making this, she's a kid herself. You know, mm-hmm. and to have all of this, and that's something that really appeals to everyone who finds that they don't fit the mold that society wants them to be in. And Sailor Moon is just like, "That's fine, I love you anyway." Yeah, because that Sailor
1: means true power. <laughs> is it's okay? It's like, oh, okay. Anyway, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole series you could really say is about love, mm-hmm. love, and the power of it, and to not be ashamed of love. Yeah.
0: And that's how Sailor Moon gets to, like, literally everybody, including bad guys,
1: is just, like, you don't have to be like this. I'll help you. Mm -hmm. The amount of times that she's willing to forgive a bad guy is truly admirable. Mm -hmm. Not something I always, like, agree with, uh, but (laughs) admirable. I do like that they do that in the
0: anime, because you don't see the manga. In the manga, she's just like, whatever, you're dead. To like, like sure. the Ayakashi sisters, sure. she's like, whatever, I don't care about she dead. But in the anime, she's
1: genuinely like, okay, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. Or her willingness to save Saturn, mm-hmm. fighting Whenever against else is like,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. fighting against literally everybody. Ever just like, now
1: we're gonna, we're gonna kill a kid today, <laughs> and she's like, I pump the brakes. The other
0: like, show up and they're like, anyway, we gotta kill this kid, and she's like, no, and they're like, this is why we didn't tell you because you wouldn't let us kill the child. <laughs>
1: We just don't understand why you won't let us murk a ten year old. They're like, like, okay,
0: it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like, <laughs> this kid shouldn't even it's be alive anyway. Like, let's be real.
1: Just one ten year old Usagi, come on. Like, it's
0: fine. It's fine. Just, do you want to have Crystal Tokyo? Do you want your little Chibi
1: Well, I gotta kill this kid first. I <laughs> know. Depending on the episode, I think that answer may change for Usagi. Do I want Chibi Yusa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does she have a gun pointed at my head this episode? Yeah.
0: <laughs> she only Chibi did Chibi with once. the Glock Honest- lives in
1: my dreams forever. Honestly, like Chibi
0: to- should have pulled out her gun more often.
1: I agree. She didn't need a moon stick or anything. Continue Chibi in the Glock. <laughs> Can you in fact, match- <laughs> every time every time she levels up, she gets a bigger gun.
0: Lena <laughs> P just turns into... Because Luna P turns into her wand. But it's just like, no, just yeah. stay Luna P and then do pink sugar heart attack and then just shoot a bullet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, by the end of it, she's got a whole ass, like, anti-take rifle. <laughs> <laughs> it's very helsing by the end of it. We have, like, Kana. It's awesome. Can you imagine just, like,
0: sailor chipping me with, like, a full-on bazooka? <laughs>
1: yes. Like, it's cool. I yes, got
0: this. I- God, I in wish fact, I, had, like, an- I
1: can, and now I kind of want this, like, Helsing Ultimate Chibi, like, crossover arc, where she just gets trained by everyone in the Helsing organization, and we have as much, like, gun porn-style shots as we do in that anime, I f- that'd be great. I feel like I need to find an artist who can do, uh, <laughs>
0: like, kind of like that more mature style that just has, like, Sailor Please. Chibi, meaning, like, with, like, sunglasses on and a bazooka on her shoulder. <laughs>
1: Like, I'm begging, the- but keep her in the scout uniform. Yes. Don't make her, like, punkified or make her look like Lara Croft. Oh, absolutely not. Like, she's got the, the pink buns, she's got, like, the big poofy hair,
0: and she's got, you know, like, her Sailor Moon like, Maybe her even her outfit. princess
1: dress. <laughs> <laughs> On no. Helios' back. No,
0: that's amazing, because, like, you know how there's that image of, like, Princess Serenity in, like, a pool, and she's, like, lifting up her dress? just redo that but she's got sunglasses on she's got like knives strapped to like her upper arms and she's lifting up her dress to reveal like the gun holster on her leg
1: i think we're on to something here (laughs) hold on if anyone wants to hire us uh we clearly have great ideas for a new action anime honestly if i could just be put in charge
0: of like the world's entertainment industry for like a year i would fix so
1: many things I specifically want this. It can just be twelve episodes, just kinda like Chibi in the future. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't need, you know, her scouts. Forget them. No, no it's Chibi Yusa in
0: like an Isekai. Chibiusa yes. <laughs> gets Isekai to like another planet and is just like anyway, Lena P in the form of a glock. Let's go. I
1: I want this. I need this in my life. This is it. This, this is it. She should be on her dad's motorcycle <laughs> with a big old oh rifle on her god. back. Oh my god! It just keeps getting better. She's, she's entering Sarah Connor territory, but, like, I'm not mad. Like, please? Oh my god, can you imagine? You know, it'd be so disgustingly 90s, too, that honestly it works. You know, we get a little bit of Sarah Connor and a little bit of, like, Trinity from The Matrix and, like, a little bit of Lara Croft. What we need Boom. like what we need is like her and like the Amazonas quartet, like
0: all in their senshi outfits with sunglasses and various guns,
1: God, yes, please, yeah,
0: okay, I've gotta find an artist. I'll do that later, <laughs> oh
1: my God, let me know when you do I have to f I have to commission art <laughs> please <laughs> I think we've just spent like fifteen minutes talking about chivies and guns, Oops. <laughs> I'd say I'm sorry but like I was taught not to lie so anyway it's it's all entertaining.
0: All 20 people are going to be entertained by this.
1: <laughs> I hope so. Sorry guys.
0: All right, so you've mentioned that Sailor Mars was your favorite as a kid and now Sailor Jupiter is your favorite. So are you stuck on those two or are there more favorites or do you have a ranking? Oh,
1: there are more favorites. I I kind of did a ranking. It's hard to rank um but I do have more favorites. So I actually generally prefer the outers. Uh, so my, I think my favorite character is Saturn, which feels a bit stereotypical to say since I cosplay Saturn and, uh, in my Sailor Moon group that I'm in plug for my Sailor Moon group. Hello, Maho, Uh, we, uh, I cosplay Saturn in that group. So, um, she kind of has to be my favorite. I like the purple death one, <laughs> but I also really like Neptune. um, Perhaps it's purely for aesthetic purposes. Perhaps I'm just really attracted to her. Perhaps I just love me a cold (laughs) violin bitch. But like, I absolutely adore Neptune, though I will say I like her a little bit better in Crystal, controversial opinion, than I do in the original, only because I cannot stand how they animate her hair in the original. They can't decide on her hair length, and it drives me nuts. This is true. Which is so stupid and petty. (laughs) But like... In some scenes it's like the correct length, like the mid back wavy, beachy curl thing, gorgeous mermaid, yay. And then in some scenes it's like, nah, we're just gonna give you a lob. Yeah. We I, we, we just... didn't feel like animating it. <sighs> the original
0: anime suffered like with a lot of weird budgetary issues. So like the rounder yes. the faces in an episode, like the less budget they had. True. Which is so funny because like now like everybody's face is round in anime and I'm just mm-hmm. like, where did the features go?
1: They just no one had money then it was like oh wait is this an artistic choice uh sure it's like, great uh, sure we're not no one has cheekbones
0: nobody has chins noses what are those Mm-mm, Not, not, none of those none for
1: you you are um, 50% eye is that not what anime is just the eyes um <laughs> that's true but yeah so i really i really do like neptune but my favorite inners are uh Jupiter and Mars, and I think the older I get, I actually like Jupiter a little bit more than Mars. Um, So why is that? I, I, you know, great question. Uh, I, I think, I think, as much as I respect and probably relate to Marsa's personality, and I'm not talking her original anime personality. I mean her real one. Mm -hmm. The more you know, stoic and um, a little more serious and driven. I just like the softness that Makoto has, that she can be both. She's both, like, the most physically intimidating of the inners, but she also loves baking, and she's really romantic, and I think I like that balance a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I do like that she one, they share the same blood type and two, they both have the same dream, which is like to become a bride, essentially.
1: Yeah. Like they just I th- they just want to
0: have like a little family and like <laughs> you know, have a I wedding. Think as I've gotten
1: I think as I've gotten older it's that dismantling of like the emotional woman is bad and only the like the stoic or serious or sarcastic woman is good. That you see in a lot of mainstream media mm. um that, that slow dismantling of it. Neither character is bad. Both characters are great because, weird concept, women are multifaceted and we all have different personalities. Wow, strange. Um, Well, I think too, because society in general
0: is like a woman becomes better if she rejects traditional femininity.
1: Yes. And so I think as I've gotten older and become more in touch with my own feminine side and rejecting, like not rejecting that as much, I like Makoto more because I don't know, I almost like relate to it or admire her. For having that balance of being, you know, the strong one, but also having a really soft side. Kind of like Luisa in Encanto.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. It did not occur to me to connect Luisa to Makoto.
1: Yeah. They're really similar in that whole super strong, you know, carry the team, but also, like,
0: not afraid to cry or feel. Yeah. Really soft and gentle. Like, it's one of those things where like with Jupiter I love her because she's a very complex character and I love that the idea like people see her as masculine but she's not they see her mm-hmm. as masculine because she's big and strong and she's like I don't <laughs> she's like no I don't want that and yeah and it's kind of like it doesn't matter what other people say you are you know who you are
1: yes so I think over time that is why I've grown to like her a little bit more than Mars, but Mars will always have a very soft spot in my heart because that's like where my inner child mm-hmm. lives. Um, but Saturn overall is my absolute favorite. Uh, yeah, I, d- I adore. I, I love my little Saturn. death
0: goddess. Like,
1: <laughs> oh my God! Seriously though, um. Like when- Gotta love her because she's the Capricorn she, and, like, <laughs> hey, Capricorns represent. Right? It's not like I don't share. I share a birthday with her, so I'm January 6th. You do? I do. I'm December 23rd. Ooh.
0: <laughs>
1: You're so, st- okay, so you you,
0: you win. <laughs> I do, yeah. One of my oldest friends um, who unfortunately caught COVID and therefore can't guest star on the podcast because she doesn't have the lung capacity right now. Um, oh, sh- rip. Get better soon. I know. Uh, She's doing better, but she's like, I do not have the one capacity to talk for more than 20 Mm -hmm. minutes at a time. So it's like, well, I wanted to ask just in case, but she and her twin are born on January 9th. So when we first met, I was like, you know, we both talked about how we love Saturn. She was like, my birthday's really close on January 9th. And I'm like, "Hmm." well,
1: I'm January (laughs) 6th. (laughs) You win. Gonna flex myself in uh, this anime club in high school. (laughs) Uh, you, you won the game. Congratulations. I have I have to bow down. Um, but I really like that she knows her place and her job. And it's not like she's, you know, clicking her heels for destruction. But she understands that you have to wipe the board clean sometimes in order to have a beautiful rebirth. Mm-hmm. I like the balance between her and Usagi. Whereas Usagi is healing and starting anew, you know, Saturn's almost like her mirror. Yeah. She needs the opposite in order for, you know, her powers essentially to work. Mm-hmm. Um, And I like, I don't know. I, I feel like when people write characters with like the powers of death, they become mustache twirling villains of like, oh, death and destruction. I love the blood. And while Saturn has her lines of like finding beauty in death, I I don't ever, I, personally, I don't ever take that in a super morbid way.
0: I wonder if that's because I- like since we grew up in a Western environment and, like, areas that were heavily influenced or shaped by European colonists, so we take from, like, the Abrahamic view of death and, like, hell and heaven and all of that, and Mm -hmm. because Sailor Moon is, again, very Japanese, and so there's Shintoism where, like, death sucks, and so a lot of people do Buddhism where, like, you get reborn, and so, like, death is not really an end, and, like, that's the thing with Saturn... Where it's just like death doesn't have to be it's like this horrible torturous thing. It's just the end, and then Sailor Moon exactly. causes things like brings back new life. It's like when you plant. Mm-hmm. It's like when you plant things, you know, like the plant lives out its life and it dies, and then like its corpse like enriches the soil to like have more plants. Like that's just yep. the nature of. Of life. And for me, like with Saturn, the most powerful image in the whole manga is that full page where it's just white and it's just Saturn and her glaive is down because mm-hmm. she's ending the world. And it's just. Just casually. It's. I don't know how to explain this, but it's essentially silence on a page.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. No, I, I love her that death is not something to be feared, kind of like you said. Mm hmm. Um, nah, she 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 always the best one. I do gotta say, and we talked about this a little bit at the uh, Sailor Moon gala. I do like Crystal's interpretation of her a little bit better than the original. Yeah, that's fair. um, I do like her aesthetics in the original, very pretty. Mm-hmm. But I think that they handled Saturn's arc a little better than Crystal in Crystal and making her the more serious character. I think that the original um anime focused a lot on the Hotaru half of things. And Hutara's personality, which is great. Like, Hutara's adorable. Love her. Um, but in Crystal, there's a distinct... And this is, you know, pre-The Amazonas Quartet. So just the, like, arc where she's introduced. There's a distinct difference between, like, this is Hitaru, but this is Sailor Saturn. Yeah. And when you first meet Sailor Saturn, like, when she finally reawakens, in the 90s anime, I felt like it was supposed to be more like oh, it's, like, a friend. Why did we ever fear her? Mm -hmm. And then she's nice and then she, like, literally backflips into Pharaoh 90 and, like, goodbye forever. Mm -hmm. Or at least a couple episodes. Uh, But (laughs) in... Whatever. And in Crystal, when she awakens, the music is scary. She is scary. And, like, there's a reason why nobody wanted her around. And she's very much so ready to just rain destruction until you know she finds out that usagi's not dead and then she's like oh cool all right oh well, i guess guess i don't have to do that so i'll just get rid of this guy and mm-hmm. we can all be friends she's like anyway um, i'll take care of yeah, this she's like, Bye. <laughs> yeah like i i just i appreciate how and maybe this is like my capricorn showing but i appreciate how job focused that she can be I think the other senshi, and of course, there's nothing wrong with this, but their emotions can get in the way of their job, mm-hmm. especially the inners. Um, I, I mean, look at the whole, should we kill the 10-year-old or not thing?
0: Right. Um, well,
1: emotions I, really got in the way. I
0: think, too, in the original anime, they didn't make her a cyborg.
1: Yes. So they just, yeah. they just
0: had her be, like, nondescript sick and... Uh, yeah crystal like adapted like no she's a cyborg which was what like uh says sensei wanted ami to be she wanted her to be a cyborg and then like <laughs> her editor and people they were like no 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 right she's not half robot we're not doing that
1: damn it we're getting a cyborg in this show one way or another <laughs> we got to s and
0: she's like you know what i'm gonna make a cyborg <laughs> sorry <laughs> you, you made me keep writing me this
1: thing <laughs> Yeah, like, you you made me keep writing, I get my cyborg, Uh shut up. She's like, no, we're gonna have metal and
0: flesh, it's great.
1: But there's this thing, there's this thing that Crystal does uh, with Saturn that I loved, because it was just kind of petty. Uh, So right after she first awakens, she just monologues for a while (laughs) about, like, her life, and how she was cognizant while being in Hataru, but kind of dormant, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, blah, 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 blah. And she's As she's doing this, she floats her happy butt down to Pharaoh 90 and just stabs him with (laughs) the dull end of her glaive Mm -hmm. and electrocuting him, and this thing, I don't even want to call him a man, this shadow blob monster, is like howling and screaming in pain, and she cannot be bothered as she continues to monologue, and then when she's done, she's like, Okay. And then she, like, gets off of him just to swing her glaive. And, like, her attack did nothing but hurt him. Like, it was just pain. Just pain for the sake of pain. And it's maybe not the most Saturn thing to do, but I always laugh at that part because I'm like, oh, you petty you petty, petty bitch. I love that for you, though. She's like, She's I've like, been hey.
0: watching. And uh, I have been watching this dude and my, and, like, Kotari's dad and all of their little friends pull some shit And
1: uh Honestly. She's like, remember that time you had me possessed? So anyway, here's some electrocution while I monologue and I'm not in a rush at all whatsoever. It's
0: like anyway, here's payback. You honestly think your mistress nun could (laughs) overpower me, Sailor Saturn.
1: It's kind of a mood and it's what I aspire to live up to every day. It's just so funny to me like it's supposed to be this traumatic moment but it does nothing to like help kill or weaken him she's just doing it to just hurt him and I god I stan a petty bitch (laughs)
0: hilarious well you've made me look forward to crystal which is a hard thing to do because I'm so very
1: I know, I know, I know. Betty, Betty, spaghetti. I know, but when you listen
0: to all of like the back episodes, you're just gonna sit there, and every time, like me and Kim, like start, start talking <laughs> Crystal, you're gonna be like, no.
1: <laughs> I, I, I understand. I really do. I understand why everybody can dislike Crystal. One hundred percent. The first two seasons with Betty Spaghetti, Sailor Moon, and like <sighs> the crap CGI. I understand, but you get to three, like season three, they stop screwing around with the animation. It was really pretty yeah, again. Yeah, but they,
0: it shouldn't have
1: taken that long. <laughs> no, it should not. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It shouldn't have taken it that long. But I will commend Crystal for renewing interest and getting new fans of Sailor Moon. This
0: is true. Um, so, we've talked a, a fair bit about Crystal and the original anime. You have like a favorite adaptation of like all of the things, including the manga, the musicals, and the live action.
1: I want to be sarcastic and say that I love the uh, Sailor Moon Power Rangers show from <laughs> Japan. The live action? Solely, yes. I love Solely for the purpose of Tuxedo Mask getting his own transformation sequence. Every time they give,
0: like, his, <laughs> his transformation sequence in the original anime is like my fucking everything with the little top hat that just like lands on his head. Oh.
1: Oh my god, um, I think the real superpower is the fact that he puts his shoes on first and then pulls his pants on. Like it's, wow, it's a, a man. It's amazing. His live action
0: transformation—that's like a bonus episode too. And he's like basically telling you Yusagi like this bullshit story, and then at the end, like you see a man, <laughs> you see the man in the tuxedo, and it's just like, but was it? <laughs>
1: it's like I. It's it's great. I think that's absolutely hilarious. And so like that's my ironic favorite. Mm-hmm. Um though I do like some ideas from it like Serenity almost having a different personality from Usagi mm-hmm. and Sailor Moon and kind of almost being a little bitter and vengeful. I realize that's not the point of Sailor Moon. Yeah. Obviously since she's a character of love. Um so in terms of Sailor Moon like purity to like the content maybe not the best move. But storytelling-wise, I think it's really interesting, because why shouldn't she be bitter? Her whole world fell apart. You know, she she died. That tends to suck. Mm-hmm. So waking up from that, you know, I think it makes sense that she would be a little bit angry. And she woke up to, like, her man literally being stolen from her. Yeah, like, I, th- I think I'd be pretty mad about that, too. Like, damn it, I done stabbed myself all those years ago and we're still doing this yeah. like i i i'd be pissed too um so semi ironically that's my favorite but it's not really my favorite i think i'd have to go with oh man i am so sorry to like you and kim i'm, I'm going to go <laughs> with, with the saturn arc yeah, yeah crystal season 3 of crystal's probably my favorite that's fair it, look they don't delve into the interpersonal relationships too much which that part i do think about crystal sort of sucks crystal mm-hmm. is just plot um but i think that their treatment for the most part of the outers is just better
0: yeah i do i do have to give it to crystal they did follow the appropriate timeline and had like pluto die in black moon which is where she's supposed to die they don't do that in the original anime you listen to like the back catalog like the amount of bitching kim and i do (laughs) about the sailor moon r anime (laughs) Is a lot. (laughs)
1: We we like playing fast and loose is fine. Yeah, but I mean that's
0: that's the beauty of adaptations. Like it's not supposed to be exact. You know, you have to find wiggle room in the reality of the medium that you're using.
1: You do, and especially with a retelling like Crystal is. I appreciate that they didn't just try to 100% recreate the original 90s anime because that I don't think would have had. Any kind of magic to no. it? We'd just be like, okay, we saw this before, so you know what you updated the animation to Betty Spaghetti. <laughs> Great. <Greece>. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but, but sorry, no. but um, it hurts. I woke I, up at I, three th- in the morning to watch that live. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I oof. Um, but I I appreciate that they tried new things and just you know wanted to make something that attempted to honor the original material but was also different
0: yeah i wish they had tried a little harder
1: yeah well <laughs> <laughs> at least for the first two because
0: that's what made me not watch the third one because i was like i you burn i me. wholeheartedly
1: agree no I, I i understand like they get there but it should not have gotten there mm-hmm. it should have started there they had the money they had the fan base like Maybe what is you doing? Yeah,
0: They also, like, delayed the anime, by they delayed Crystal by a year because they are like, we're still working yeah, on it. Yeah, they did. And I
1: we, remember that. And we were like, that's fine. Take your time. Like, make it beautiful. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I remember the big hullabaloo of it going on Hulu and then the delays and, like, yeah, no, being all like, no, oh, take your time. That's no, you're fine. Go ahead. And then the animation was so bad. That's what we got. Oh, OK. So well. Bad.
0: There's this. Well, there's okay. a still of like Ray's face where it's just like, you know, it's like it's like the first middle school drawing that you do of your favorite character, and it's like this is a professional. <laughs>
1: that's perfect. Anyway, oh my god, that's perfect.
0: <laughs> so you've said you're not before fun. you're a cosplayer, and you cosplay a Sailor mm-hmm. Saturn. So that's a clear inspiration that Sailor Moon has had <laughs> in your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I started cosplaying. Actually, Saturn was my first cent I've ever cosplayed, and that was on my own in, oh God, uh, twenty. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Twenty eighteen, I think. Um, and since then I have cosplayed Mars and Neptune, and now I'm back at Saturn. Um, which I. Definitely love my new fuku. Shout out to my moon in my group, Kaylee, as well as my Mars Montana and um, our Neptune Erica, and pretty much anyone who breathed near my fuku <laughs> for uh, making it really, 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 really pretty. Because like, it's it's such a glow up. I'm I'm very proud of their work, and I'm happy that I get to be the one to wear it. So that has inspired me a lot in cosplay. Um, I started cosplaying in 2016. And I knew pretty much right away, like, I wanted to cosplay a Sailor Moon character at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem was just, like, nailing down which one. And I didn't have – this is going to sound so sad. I didn't have a lot of cosplay friends, so I was a little lonely. So I was like, right. So I know that I could cosplay anyone, but I felt it was, like, weird to have, I don't know, like, Mars bopping around by herself, you know? Sure. Um, And I knew that I didn't want to cosplay Moon. Because that's, that's not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, just, that's fair. Nope. Um, so yeah, we started with Saturn because so I was like, okay, if she's riding solo, like that's fine considering Saturn's arc and who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I would love to continue cosplaying more Sunshi. I'd really like to do Jupiter at some point. I would be interested in cosplaying Pluto. Um. But also, just in, like, my not-cosplay life, um, I think it's inspired me to, I think, change the way that even I interact with other people. Like, we were talking about earlier, this whole series is about love and acceptance. And I think that what you watch influences you outside of, you know, your fandom or whatever. It influences who you are as a person. Yeah. So, I, I I think that that's been a huge influence in... How I try to, and I, I'm going to say try just because I'm, you know, I'm human. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. But I try to approach situations to be understanding and compassionate.
0: Oh, that's lovely.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put another disclaimer on the word try. Because again, human, I want to sell myself as like, I'm a wonderful person all the time. I wish. Right.
0: I mean, we're all only human, <laughs> but what matters is that we try. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I I think that Sailor Moon is also really good at that as, like, a show. What matters is that you tried. Mm -hmm. And, like, to keep trying and to keep getting up and not let the world beat you back. And on
0: that wonderful note, I think we should wrap up because that's, you can't get any better than that.
1: That is a wonderful ending note. Look at that. Look at us. (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Oshiyokyo Pod or contact us through email at OshiokioThePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. All of that information will be in our show notes, and I'll definitely tag, put your tag in the show notes as well. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you find us. Or, Tsukini Kawate
1: Oshiokio!